Hi, and welcome to our fourth Universalist service video. My name is Amber Kelly, and I am the Director of Religious Education here at the Fourth Universalist Society, and thank you so much for joining us today. What follows is selections from our service on June 6th, 2021. It is themed around perspective. This was a special service. It was entirely put together and delivered by our youth group. Uh, and so in this video, you'll hear the reading and the reflection. The reading was chosen by the youth group and the reflections were shared by two of our youth group members. There will not be the normal typical after discussion, uh, but that will resume in other videos throughout the summer. You're invited to check out our video and audio podcast each week posted on our website, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, as well as your favorite podcast streaming sites. We like to make sure that this content from our messages is available regularly for you all to check out. And if you like what you see, we hope that you will give us a positive review. The likes, the comments, the shares, the subscribing, it really helps to spread Fourth Universalist Media further. Thank you again for watching, and we begin with our reading. Today's reading is the poem, Two-Headed Calf by Laura Gilpin. Tomorrow when the farm boys find this freak of nature, they will wrap his body in newspaper and carry him to the museum. But tonight he is alive and in the north field with his mother. It is a perfect summer evening, the moon rising over the orchard, the wind in the grass. And as he stares into the sky, there are twice as many stars as usual. Good morning, my name is Isabella Rancio. Imagine you were in a car looking out the window with no surrounding means of grounding your point of view and you had another car directly next to you. Suddenly, where at first you were able to see the back window of the other car, now you can see the front window. Your perspective is sliding forward, but which car is moving? Say you answered that your car is moving. You could offer me a million different pieces of evidence. You could tell me you felt the ground shifting below you. You heard your own engine. You moved the gas, anything. Would it matter? In another scenario, you're suspended in a zero gravity cavern with walls on every side and a goal to get through a door at some location in the room. Which way is up? Is a door to your side, below you, or above you? And now I'll ask you, why does that matter? It was this reflection that made me realize it doesn't matter what your perspective is telling you. What matters is the way in which you use your own perspective. If you say that the door is up, that means you'll be climbing towards it you know, grinding, working, struggling, etc. However, if you say that the door is down, now you're falling towards it. That's much easier, wouldn't you say? Your perspective has power. And who controls your perspective? You. So what does that mean? You have power. When we're walking down the street, we don't feel particularly powerful. I think we should change that. Sometimes when I'm walking, I'll play a game. In my game, I'll change something about my surroundings, something that was already there, but I wasn't fully seeing it. For example, I'll pretend that an ant is human-sized and we are giants. When your footsteps shake the earth and the buildings are millions of trillions of miles above the ant's head, how can you feel small? 
or I'll focus on the reality. I will focus on science and physics so much, so specifically, that what is becomes magical. A tree is a giant plant with armor. How cool is that? That always exists. A phone is a mini supercomputer that we all have and control to talk to each other millions of miles away. Even in a pandemic, I can talk to you all through pixels of light being translated at hyperspeed and reconfigured onto your screen. You feel different when you think this way. To go back to an earlier reading, you, I encourage you to stargaze at some point. Not only is it awesome, but try my game. Lay against the earth and look up into what appears to be a dome of little lights. Then switch it to what it really is, looking down as you are held like a magnet against the earth. You can feel gravity. Now, whether you like that is up to you. Indeed, that's the whole point. This is all about you. I was struggling to write this, thinking I needed to write something life-changing. I thought there were expectations and grades and judgment and everything else we assume comes with daily life. But who is thinking those thoughts? Me. What I'm saying is perspective is inescapable. I, re I recently learned about space-time in my physics class, which I'll spare you all the lecture on, although it is super interesting and definitely worth a Google. Basically, even time, the infinite and constant marching of time and space is completely relative. Our relationship to experience in our lives can and does change with our outlook, and we can control that. Now, I trust all of you with your newfound abilities. If you go out and become power-hungry little monsters, that's absolutely fine, but just make sure they can't link it back to me. I leave you with a final consideration that we are not alone in the human experience. My reflection discussed individuals and what we can see on our own, but everyone can see the world differently and they might just be willing to tell you about it. So I encourage you to see, to think, and finally, to listen. You might learn something. Hello, my name is Autumn and I too will be sharing a reflection on perspective. About a year ago, my mom invited me to go to a Zoom meeting where an ex-KKK member would be speaking. At first, I flat out refused to go. How could I ever, why would I ever listen to this person who affiliated with such a bigoted group? I thought about how her experience and her very existence went against everything I believe in. I didn't want to listen to the stranger spew excuses for why she joined the actual KKK. In fact, I wanted nothing to do with her. But then I remembered that she was an ex-Klan member Perhaps she realized the error of her ways and decided to change. Still, did I really want to hear her preach to us about her new and reformed self? No, not really. I went anyway. Why? I guess I was curious to hear what she had to say. Maybe I secretly just wanted to judge her while listening, to fuel my sense of moral righteousness, to let myself believe I was somehow better than her. Looking back, this was probably not the best mindset to have while going into the meeting. So we got there a bit late with my mom and we started listening. And it was completely contrary to what I expected. She wasn't trying to justify her actions or make us pity her. It was the complete opposite. She knew what she did was horrible and she understood how awful that group was. But she didn't join because she agreed with their beliefs. She joined for a completely different reason. She didn't fit in. Growing up, she had always felt different from her family. They pushed her to be this person she didn't want to be. 
And while we were in completely different generations and had different upbringings, I understood what she was saying. I have always felt like there is something wrong with me, as though I wasn't supposed to be seeing things from my point of view, but from someone else's. Like her, I wanted to find people who understood me and respected my identity. She found that through the KKK. They were willing to accept anyone who shares certain traits and ideas. They were at the bottom of the social pyramid, the very last. And perhaps it wasn't the most moral way to go, but this woman was able to find solace in a group that didn't care who she was or what her background looked like. They accepted her anyway. And I wanted that too. Obviously, I wasn't going to go and join the Ku Klux Klan, but her words resonated in my mind for the next few days. I understood this person, what they were going through. I too wanted so badly to fit in. As an awkward middle schooler, my worst nightmare to be was to be shunned by my peers and turned into a social outcast. So I changed myself. I did what I had to do to have a memorable middle school experience. I morphed my views and ideas to match those of my peers. Now I can see how messed up that was, but the one thing I regret changing the most was my activism. I was teased by my so-called friends for making an effort to be an activist and help bring equality. Now, I understand that everyone is trying to assimilate in middle school, but I wish I could have stuck to my guns and pushed through. When rape jokes and slurs were at an all-time high in my school, I was forced by my own mind to keep quiet lest I be called a feminazi or social justice warrior. It was hard trying to push for what I believe in while my peers were immersed in their own worlds. Without a positive environment backing me up, it was extremely hard to be an advocate for oppressed people. Everyone's a fair-weathered friend, but most of my friends didn't actually care about what I was vindicating. I was sick and tired of my classmates hating on me and trying to be an advocate for others. I even started to doubt the validity of my beliefs. Maybe things weren't so bad. Was I being too pushy? Was activism worth losing my peer group? Eventually, I stopped altogether. When I got to high school, I wasn't expecting anything different. I had just about erased that part of me in order to survive the hell that is school. But just like for the ex-KKK member, my expectations for high school were also shattered. I found that people in this new school embraced activism and wanted to make a change. I had finally found my group. My friends didn't shy away from breaking social societal norms, quite the opposite. You're probably asking yourself, why is this chick telling us her whole life story? How does this relate to perspective? I don't know about the first question, but I can answer the second. I shared an experience with an ex-clan member. I changed my outlook for others in response to their disinterest, and I finally embraced and shared my perspective. Why is perspective so damn important? Because it allows us to go about the world in a way we can comprehend. There are a trillion different ideas and things and actions one can experience but that would be too overwhelming to understand. So we build our perspectives and narrow our field of vision to comprehend and live the world. While this can be good, it can also lead to a lack of understanding and empathy. Don't narrow your perspective so much that you aren't able to broaden your circle of perception and belief. And so I leave you all with this. How has a shift in your perspective changed your life? and how might sharing that perspective and experience help to change someone else's. Thank you.